0: This is the Biz News podcast. One-on-one conversations with experts in business and personal development. Chris Colenda went for a bike ride this fall, but it wasn't your ordinary around the block kind of ride. Before he was finished, the retired army colonel had ridden about 1700 miles from Nebraska to Virginia and Arlington National Cemetery. It was his way of honoring six men under his command who were killed in the Afghanistan War and raise funds for his unit's 800 veterans and their families. He also says it was to highlight the continuing problem of suicide among military veterans. Chris Kalenda joins us for this Biz News interview. Well, Chris, you're a bit of a bike rider, and for people who ride bikes, you, you might spend Saturday afternoon or Sunday, something like that, tooling around a park, but you've done a little bit more than that. Would you tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about your most recent and lengthy bike ride?
1: Uh, sure. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate you having me on your on your show to talk a little bit about the honor ride. Um, I undertook a 1,700-mile bicycle ride to visit the graves of these six paratroopers from my unit who were killed in action in Afghanistan back in 2007 and to raise support for the 800 uh survivors and
0: their families who need help. And why did you do that? What uh, motivated you to do that? Most people would write a check.
1: Yeah, well I mean this is um I mean these people have my back for 15 months in Afghanistan. I mean, the the six who died during our deployment were I mean, they were serving in places I asked them to serve and they were doing things I asked them to do. And you know, were coming up on 15 years and I wanted to do something significant to honor their service and sacrifice and, and um and so I thought, well, I could I could drive to visit their graves. Um but that just didn't seem substantial enough to me. Um I could I'm physically capable of walking the the seventeen hundred miles, but that would just take way too long. So I said, I know what I could do. I bet I could ride a bicycle seventeen hundred miles. And uh, the only problems were I didn't own a bicycle and I hadn't ridden a bike in twenty years. So um, you know, I did what you do when you want to accomplish a big goal. I invested in some really nice, uh, really nice road bike. I hired a cycling coach to get my butt in shape and then I started telling people, so I don't chicken out. So that was, uh, I trained for about 18 months, uh, over 10,000 miles. And, and then I thought, you know, maybe we could do some good with this to help the 800 survivors and their families who, you know, who need it. And, and so that's why we created the saber six foundation, um, to, uh, you know, to help uh, help our paratroopers and their families, and uh, and to rain, raise awareness about veterans' uh, mental health, and um, you know and and how we uh, you know, how we help people uh, bounce back stronger.
0: There are certainly some uh, sur- surprising statistics about the casualties from the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. How many were killed in battle? Uh, and how many have subsequently died by suicide? Do you have those handy?
1: Right. It uh, well, 22 veterans die by suicide a day on average. Uh, we've lost over 7,000 service members to the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq in the past 20 years. Over that same period, over 30,000 have died by suicide uh, within our own eight group of 800. We've now lost more to suicide and overdoses than than to enemy fire, and I mean, I've got one, you know, one guy, um, yeah, you know, who he's one of our top one percent leaders, non commissioned officers back in two thousand seven and eight, in that fifteen month deployment, uh, he now lives in a dumpster outside of a city library in uh, Northern California, and he's a meth addict. You know, he, he's one of several stories of, of people who are just who are, who are drifting downhill fast. Um, others are, um, you know, they're approaching midlife crisis. There's this, this sort of deadly combination uh, between post traumatic stress, which we all have. You have it if you've gone through combat like that post traumatic stress, midlife crisis, and drift. Um, and those, that combination can be very, very deadly. Um, and so for people like Justin, we want to help them uh, get out of drift um, when he's ready to reforge his life um, and for others to um, to help them find new purpose and belonging so they don't get into drift and and so that they can bounce back stronger and, and soar to of new heights. So that, that's what this, this mission
0: is all about. And to take nothing away from what you have accomplished, the question we have in mind is why? hasn't the uh, veterans administration done more to assist veterans in to avoid these problems um you know, the the
1: has come a long way even in the 10 years since i've left the military when i started using the va uh it it it's come a long ways and the va is the first sort of line of defense, if you will. When, when we look at how we're gonna help our 800 paratroopers, the VA is the first line of defense. Um, and, and so getting people enrolled in the VA, in the medical, um, your VA medical program, getting people to see their primary care physician. I mean, all sorts of doors open up. Um, therapy is really important and the VA offers that. It's important, but it's not sufficient. Um, one of the things that we're finding is, you know, it's this struggle for purpose and belonging um, veterans. you know, There's a thing called the happiness curve. Psychologists talk about a happiness curve that's shaped like a U at the top of the U on one side is about age 20. Um, and the top of the U on the other side is about age uh, 62. You know, your early sixties, the bottom of the U is age 47. Um and 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 so what what happens is, you know, most veterans who are in, you know, most people who are in combat are 18 to 27 years old. So they're at the top of the happiness curve. They're sort of already predisposed to be, um, you know, to be to be happy. You've also got this this awesome sense of purpose. Like I am defending my country against people who attacked us on September 11th. I'm defending my family. I'm defending our you know, way of life. Um, and this tremendous sense of belonging. Um, the person to my left and the person to my right, they get me. They've got my back, and I've got theirs. And and then this feeling that you've got the entire sort of weight. Of the United States of America wanting you to be successful. You know, that's an awesome feeling. Uh, and part of the reason why many combat veterans will look back on their time in combat, despite the heartache, despite the heartbreak and the hardship, as among the happiest days of their lives. Um, it's also their first professional experience for many. And so then you leave that and you get outside and you think, and it's just, you know, it's it's not the same. That sense of purpose is just not the same. It just doesn't quite measure up. Um, and, you know, out here in society, people don't get me. They, I don't feel like anybody gets me. I don't feel like anybody's got my back. You know, in some cases, I might feel like people are trying to stab me in it. Um, And I, you know, I, I don't feel like I belong. And you get this feeling of emptiness. And at the same time, you got this feeling of empty inside. You've got post-traumatic stress. Um, You know, It's like this glacier that moves through your life at a high rate of speed, and it changes you, Uh, just like a glacier changes the terrain around it. um, This combat changes you. And those memories can be like a loud gong that are going off inside you. And you know what a gong sounds like in an empty room it's really painful. And, and, and for some, all they want is that pain to go away. Um, So I think this is part of what, um, you know, we haven't, you know, fully, fully understood about what a lot of combat veterans go through. And, and so, you know, the therapy therapy can get you, get you out of drift. You know, you can only drift in one direction. Yeah, and that's downhill. Therapy can help you get out of drift, but it won't keep you out. Um, you need new purpose and belonging, and that's
0: you know that's that's what we're all about helping our our uh, our folks find. Chris, as you rode across the country, what did you? What reaction were you getting? Did you have a a big sign on your bike or something like that, or a, a lead car with a megaphone going on here comes chris
1: yeah well, nothing 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 quite like that um we, i had a support van um with uh yeah my by uh my videographers who were awesome and uh we had you know the honor ride and saber six foundation some of our sponsors on the van of course i had my jersey with the names of our six paratroopers on the back and fallen hero on a ride on the front i got i had two responses um one response was uh was road rage um i had uh i think in iowa i got the finger like uh seven or eight times one time in nebraska from somebody with iowa plates <laughs> um and then in pennsylvania oh my goodness it was a sunday and um yeah i mean i had people running me off the road i had uh people yelling at me screaming um and
0: yeah were, that, you, so that were, was were one you on reaction. an interstate Chris were you Oh no, on no, I no. I was, I was like on
1: country roads. I had to save rights to roads to everybody else um, but that you know that's the two to three percent that just makes you uh really appreciate the 97 and 98 percent who are just hugely supportive. you know, I would get you know thumbs up, honks, you know, um, people just cheering me on and um yeah I, I remember going into uh, Dennis and in Iowa. And in Denison, Iowa, we were staying at the Cobblestone Inn. Um, and so I punch, I get to, you know, across the Missouri River, I'm getting close to Denison. So I go to Google Maps like people do and I punch in Cobblestone Inn. And I hit the first one that uh, appears. So I'm thinking, man, I'm feeling really good. You know, I'm kind of, you know, cruise my way through uh, through Dennis. And I go down a pretty big hill and uh, up another pretty big one to the, to the inn and um and so i get there I, yeah i was like man that was uh man that was a big uphill um and uh, the the person the front desk person walks out and she's like hey what are you doing and uh so i, I told her uh a little bit about what we're doing and um and i said yeah I'm, i i you yeah, i'm staying here tonight she's like you sure about that <laughs> I said, Oh no. I said, I think so. There wouldn't happen to be two cobblestone inns in Denison would there? She's like, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, there's one like five miles back. Um, and, uh, sure enough, I was staying at that one. So I got some penalty miles in, uh, that day, but, uh, her name was Joan. And as we saw, started talking a bit more and I talked about things like the happiness curve and, and what veterans go through. Um, she said, uh, She said, you know, I had a loved one who um, is a Vietnam veteran, and I never could understand the struggles he was going through. And uh, and this this helps me. I now have a language um, that helps me understand what people are going through. And um, and so I think one of the challenges that we've had is. um, We on the veteran side don't communicate very well with society um about our experiences there's this sort of there's this sort of expectation that veterans don't talk about their experiences um and then on the society part we don't know how to ask veterans about their experiences and so we say thank you for your service (laughs) and then we run away you know like uh you know because we don't want to we don't want to offend anybody or or you know set off anything and so we've lost the ability to communicate and one of the things that I want to help do as a part of, um, a part of the Saber Six Foundation, as part of raising awareness, is is help give people a language that can bridge um, this gap that's developed between uh, veterans and, and broader society.
0: Uh, Chris, how can uh, our viewers and listeners uh, help you in your mission?
1: Uh, well, the the easiest way is to go to our website um honoride.us is the easiest one um or saber foundationcom and there are lots of ways to um you can see all the different ways to to support us um you know through donations through sharing sharing our uh you know our mission and 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 what we're doing for our folks with others
0: what would uh, you like to add that we have not had a chance to uh, talk about
1: you know when i when I crossed the um, when I crossed into um, Virginia um, over Memorial Bridge into Arlington National Cemetery, um, I just had this deep feeling of gratitude. You know, gratitude for for all the support that we've gotten along the way from so many just donors and champions and 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 well wishers, uh, people who made this successful. Um, you know, nobody goes through, nobody does this alone. You know, you do it because um you've got a group of great people with you uh that are helping you be successful and wanting you to be, you know, be your best. Uh so I'm just so grateful for all of the people that um helped me be successful um on this on this endeavor. And um gratitude that we are in a position where we can. I think, do some good, not only for the people who had my back for 15 months um, and their families, um, but also to, to help people, um, give people a language and a way to communicate um, between the veterans and society that we haven't had before.
0: You've been watching the Biz News Podcast. We welcome your input. Send your email to editor at biznews.com. Thanks for watching.